Hi, Andrea. Hi. It's it's Paul Miller of the MC Nook podcast. And my podcast is about music talk, healing in life. It's great to talk to you, Paul. I'm Andrea Flanagan. I'm a folk, blues, and alt-rock singer-songwriter, and I host the podcast Where Music Takes You. Awesome. So, what are we going to talk about today? Music? We're going to talk a little bit about music and whatever else comes to mind. Okay. So, you have some questions? I do. Um... So you actually contacted me on the Anchor Podcast Networking Facebook group. First of all, how has that group worked out for you as a resource up to this point? Oh, I had so many connections. Like um, most of my connections came from that. Uh, I think all of them came from all of my podcasts. Like I connected through the Anchor Podcast on uh, the Facebook group. Wow. It was helpful. Yeah, it seems to be really helpful for the podcasting community. And I have met some of my connections through there as well. I think it's a a good page to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start back in the beginning with music for you. What is your first memory of a time when music started meaning a lot to you? Uh... It was like so many uh, different memories. Like uh, it, that was like having a beat and freestyling with my siblings mm-hmm. uh, to like a beat like Jay Z, Dead Presence. Uh, wow. It was just different beats we would like freestyle to. And like my earlier memory is like um, just hearing it on the radio, like uh, Diana Ross, Al, Al Green. Uh, like the oldies and soul music um, oh, was playing in my early days, like sound is all around. It's like, you can't like, sh- you could shut it off, but like, it's still going to be there. Like when, when you open your door, you know, the TV's on and you can't really shut off from it. But I mean, you can shut out the noise, but I mean, sound is everywhere. It's like, that's a, that's the start of uh, history. And uh, also, um, like, hearing uh, Mystical Shake It Fast, like, on TV at a young age, like, yeah. seeing that, like, my cousins and my siblings, they would, like, listen to it and watch it, like, on, I guess it was on MTV or uh, BT. Uh-huh. And that was, like, my early days of, like, getting a taste of hip-hop and just seeing that, like... Um, also, um, this was like fifth grade or sixth, yeah, sixth grade, and just uh, watching BT for summer break uh, between school when school was out for the summer. Seeing uh, Nelly, um, Nelly was uh, my influence, and Tupac was my early influence. Hmm. But Nelly, um, Bad Boys, yeah. um, Shake Your Tail Feather. Yeah. And just hearing that, like, uh, I hear them bad boys coming. Can't stop now. Must continue my running. I remember stuff that like stuff. That. Yeah. And I remember when uh, uh, 
the mystical video came on and it was like different, you know, but it was like a party song and everybody seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. So why do you think when you heard music, it meant so much to you? A lot of people are able to like tune it out. Um, but because it's all around us, but for some reason you connected with it. Why, why was that you think? Uh, it's prevailing in the culture. Mm-hmm. Like it was all around. It was, it was motivational. It was a good influence. I mean, it had bad influence too, but I mean, it helped me express myself. That was the best thing out to do was to express myself, like having that outlet to write something down and be happy about it makes makes you feel better and like it was something good like it was a good result from it Mm -hmm. so who are your favorite artists well i got so many um bob marley the ojs temptations nwa J, big daddy kane um tupac idea and abilities uh Jeezy Jeezy and uh Lupe Fiasco I I wanted to sound like them growing up mm-hmm. uh Asap Rocky Drake Mac Miller Future Loser Vert Kodak Black X and Tashion, Travis Scott uh The Black Dot I read one of his books uh it's called uh Hip Hop Decoded he has a few books that's out and I think he's a New Yorker and he was a he was a, he was in the industry it's called The Black Dot, and uh, KRS-One, I read his book. Oh, cool. Uh, the Gospel of Hip Hop, uh, it's a big book, it's like 800 pages, but one time I read a book, it was like 900 pages, so like, it's called The Anthology of Rap, like, I, I, I read so many books, Lauryn Hill, Curtis Blow, Al Green, uh, I, I got into Mozart, uh, listening to the concentration or the reading music, and it puts me in a zone to uh, study and read when I listen to Mozart, Kuji rap, uh, digital underground, gift a gab of black delicious have all inspired me. Wow. That's a lot of folks. That's a lot of people. Um, I noticed you said the OJs. I actually saw them recently. Really? Really? Yeah. When I was in New York, um, we, did the good uh what is it good morning america show and it was the halloween special and they were there performing because it was like a 70s theme uh, halloween party that they had there and we were part of like uh like we were like extras in the background dancing and pretending to be at this big party and there they were like singing and (laughs) it was pretty cool I like that uh, song, Used to Be My Girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, what? I didn't, I, cause I didn't even know they were gonna be there. You know what I mean? They Did they play that song? Like, I respect her. Yeah. They did. They played two songs. Um, I don't even remember what the other one was, but we had to like watch our cues and stuff while they were performing. I like that part. He'd be like, uh, oh, she's good looking. Oh, you can't beat her cooking. Ask me how I know. And I tell you so. 
She used to be my girl. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. That is like, a good song. I was song. listening to that in high school. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, so you got inspired by all these artists, but what what got you started in creating music? Uh, this was like uh, middle school. Like I wrote my first song. Like I didn't have the structure, but I would just put lyrics on paper. Uh-huh. Um, I was writing just anything, just like. And I went to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and one time I left. I left like some, uh, I guess, some raps or some jokes, like uh, some comedy stuff, or I think it was some raps. And somebody, uh, I left my tablet in the desk, and uh, one of the students was reading it, and like they showed it to the uh, the nun, the sister, and she's like, "What is this trash?" Uh oh. And then she like ripped it all up. So like. I, it didn't stop me, yeah. But uh, I I I kept I love writing, and I didn't get really get into I wasn't writing that much then. But uh, two thousand nine, I like I I mean I was in middle school like uh, eighth grade. I graduated in uh, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. But uh, two thousand nine, I I started writing more. A pastor at uh at church, a youth pastor. Wow. Joshua Myers. Uh he's passing out journals. And he told us to write a write what's going on in our life and our prayers. Like it would give us some momentum and like I kept writing and I haven't stopped and it really changed my life. That's cool. It's weird that like when you first began the nun took it away and ripped it up, but then a youth pastor gave you a notebook and encouraged you. It's kind of yeah. weird. It like came from the same uh, type of place. It's really interesting. Yeah, I just I just look at that now and like look back and be like, wow, like that's crazy. That is interesting. I too have gotten in trouble. Uh, by a nun before so i I feel you (laughs) i didn't go to catholic school but i did go to catechism she was cool though she was cool she was cool yeah yeah i mean i i really respect and appreciate the nuns that helped um the kids learn at catechism and stuff but it it was tough at times because you're just a kid and you're you know you're trying to put a lot of work in yeah Mm -hmm. They like shield the kids from like, like the world, like all the bad stuff, and like they, they nurture them and they put knowledge in their heads and love and kindness in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you did. You sent me an interview you did last year when you talked about your book. You yeah. just talked about how you'd been writing. What inspired you to write this book that you just uh, that you just wrote? I started in 2015 and I finished it in 2019. Then I released it that same year mm-hmm. in August. I just wanted to like put my creativity on paper and like just show the world like like what it's like to have the formula and. Uh, I gave them that, like, 
I wanted to like show them my creativity, how 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 what goes into it, and like I manifested that and made that creation, and now it's a book in the form of a book. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of myself when I put it all together. Like it's my autobiography, and it's also about rapping and the creative process and just having an expression. It will inspire anybody in any type of music, anybody that's creative, it'll inspire you. That's really cool. Um, I, I read a lot of music books myself because I'm a musician and my major in college was music business. So, you know, they had us read books, but once you read one, you move on to the next one and you move on to the next one and you end up reading a lot of books. And it's really, it's something that people don't really read about you know they don't go seeking music based books and i think that that's a place where you can learn a lot just like playing music you can learn a lot you can also learn a lot just reading about it and um, getting that inspiration from people who uh, love to talk about it or love to use it to uh, help their own lives so i think that's so you uh, finished college I Oh, I didn't finish college. I got to uh, like the middle of my junior year in college. <laughs> but I was living in Denver, and it was so expensive there. I couldn't keep going to school full-time and working full-time and being able to pay rent. It was, it was really uh, ridiculous. It was like, right now, it's probably... Close to $2,000, I'd guess, for the apartment that I had. Uh, maybe not quite that much, probably 1500 But it was getting to be about 1200 a month. And then more people were moving in because they legalized marijuana. So the rent was getting higher and higher and higher. And I was still getting paid $12 an hour. <laughs> I was like... I can't do this. There's just no way. So um, I moved back to Arizona for a while and wasn't able to finish my degree because I'd moved. I'm sure, I'm sure you learn a lot of stuff and like it helped you like musically. I heard some of your songs and they're really good. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do use a lot of that knowledge. That's one good thing. Uh, when I went back to college... Um, you know, I was, I think I was 26, 25 or 26 when I went back to college because I, I went for a semester right out of high school, but it was for computer engineering and, um, that just wasn't, it wasn't the thing for me, you know, and all of my friends who graduated then it was during the recession. So they weren't even getting jobs in their field. And I thought, well, you know, if I go back to college, I'm going to do something that I love to do that I can learn from and actually use that knowledge right away and not yeah. have to wait for your uh, your degree to actually use it, you know. So mm-hmm. it, I even though I haven't finished my degree, I think the money that I've spent is actually being... Uh, was actually maybe not worth it because it's so expensive, but I am getting some worth out of it because I'm using it every day. Yeah, you still got a purpose in, in the long run. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't have to worry about the cost. It, it, 
studying is enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to worry about it, guys. Mm -hmm. I was glad to have um, gone to college for music business because the professors there did guide you. But I think now that I've uh, gotten that introduction, I can learn more from there, you know, because I know where yeah. to look. So that's what's that's what was good about that. But yeah, reading on your own and always learning, thats that doesn't cost anything. We've got the internet, we've got YouTube, and yeah. it's something that everyone should do, I think. I notice once you like, you get like a little taste of music, like mm -hmm. the drive in the long run, just like it drives you to read up more about it and get more into it like over time. Yeah. That's how I am as well. In the beginning, like I would like run, run here and run there, like to like be someone that's good in music. Mm -hmm. Like I started freestyling, and then I started I started writing, and I didn't get into the studio. It took me a while to get to that point in my life to that that I can record and and make songs. Like I had to learn this to get to that place. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you can continue learning about music your entire life. There's so much. Yeah. I had to get inspired, though. Like, it's just like with education, too. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's a lot to inspire you in, in the music industry, for sure. Now that I'm older, I see way better. Like, my, my third eye, like, I see, like, I'm more aware of things and, like, I'm I'm much smarter, like like I'm more paying attention to details and stuff. And like when I was younger, I didn't see like how I see now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely do a lot more and learn a lot more when you're an adult and you uh, seek out an education. And take things more serious. Right. So um, you expressed to me that you want to speak uh, about positivity. And um, one thing I, I wanted to know is, you know, you're a hip hop artist and uh, having a positive message isn't very common in hip hop, it seems like. And it can't be easy. What challenges have you faced attempting to do that? My challenge, um, one, one thing I face is uh, I face fear because, like, to stay positive in the industry comes uh it comes with a lot of uh responsibility uh mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that like they try to shut you down when they see you doing something positive right like especially when you're like like the little man and and you're trying to like climb up the social ladder in society and if if you're not rich then they they'll come after you like they'll try to shut you up or like your voice don't matter or something. Right. Can understand that it is can kind of um just stressful dealing with that kind of pressure when you first start out. Yeah, it's like you're a peon. Yeah. And you gotta respect these higher people up and then there's like people that's like so negative and what they're bringing to the table it, it really doesn't matter because like they're not positive, they're not like helping people and they're mm -hmm. not doing nothing for society. 
like they're just a waste of space like brain cells mm-hmm. but then there's positive people on the good side there's positive people like me and like i'm just like i wrote a book i got music i you know i went to college for massage therapy and like it helped it opened up my eyes to like be a positive energy and just create a better world yeah i think that that is a noble cause i think that's something that the world needs and you know like you said there's there's not a lot of people out there doing that um did you have any inspiration as far as um, bringing your positivity through music and writing, do you have anyone you look up to? Uh, uh, Tupac Shakur. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith. A lot of a lot of black figures, but it's it's all uh, it's like different people, like. Um, A lot of people in that's empowering, but um, a lot of books I've read. Like uh, recently, I read a sound healing book. It's called "The Complete Guide to Sound Healing" from uh, San Francisco, the um, the Globe Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good book. Like I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's really interesting. I think his name is David Gibson. Uh-huh. Uh It was very positive. That's cool. But that, that's a lot of people. I can't really think off the back. Uh, but uh, even basketball players like uh, Kobe Bryant. But I haven't really got into like basketball and like I recently I bought a basketball goal and the weather was so bad it broke it. I was oh, I shot really? on a couple of days, but. Wow. Uh, was it just the wind just, that broke it? Yeah, the wind was so strong, like, I didn't put the basketball goal down, and, like, the water hose are down, and then the wind just blowing the pole, and it broke it and messed it up some. Wow. Yeah, we get some pretty bad wind out here, but that sounds pretty bad. <laughs> I guess I got to focus on writing. <laughs> <laughs> For right now, yeah. That's, that's yeah. funny. So well, you... That was my first love. Okay, yeah, I was just going to ask, basketball um, means a lot to you. Did you play it growing up? or? Yeah, growing up. Growing mm-hmm. up, I got out of it uh, once I tore my ACL. Oh, okay. I slowed down on it. Yeah, I played basketball growing up as well. I was in City League when I was a kid. I really, really enjoyed basketball. I remember being young, like... I don't know. I I was probably like five years old. I had a little play, a play hoop that stuck to the wall, you know, and I would, I would pretend I was, uh, uh, you know, in the NBA. See, this was before WNBA. And I thought I was going to be like the first girl in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I, I was, it's funny because when I got into high school i'd like stopped growing in junior high and i was really tall taller than everybody else but then i stopped growing and everyone else you know grew taller than me and so i I was pretty short to play basketball after that but i've never stopped playing for fun and um, i still 
I still watch a lot of basketball too. You still ball? I, you know what? I don't that often anymore because, you know, I live in an apartment and I got to find a, a court to play and it, you know, I never get around to it. It seems like, but yeah, I, I play as often as I can. I wish that I like playing with other people. Yeah, I wish the gym I went to had a basketball court because the last time I played basketball was at a gym and there's already people there, so they'll put to, put a game together, you know. Yeah, I, I like playing with other people reason because um like when I'm at the house and shooting, uh-huh. I don't like when the ball rolls into the street and I got to run down like if somebody's <laughs> standing, they can like pick it up like if, if they're near it <laughs> like yeah. when I shoot. yeah that does that does cause some issues there i remember there was a an attachment that we had that you could attach to the pole and um it would try it would be like shaped like a cup so when you made a basket it would just come back to you and i always thought that was awesome (laughs) because you never think about those uh like those elementary schools where they got the uh you throw the dodgeball in and then it comes out the uh on one side, like it's like four different holes. Oh wow! Like four different caskets. Huh. I had that when I was younger. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, like I, I wish you know I should probably check and see if uh, Pueblo has some type of you know normal people league here. That would be fun to play yeah. basketball this summer. It's good exercise. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, like you said, just running jog. after the balls will give you your extra exercise. <laughs> I like jogging. Yeah, you know, it's. I'm not a runner, but I don't mind sprinting. So you know, the running back and forth. I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. It's like long distance running that I don't like. I just do like a mile, like when I do run, like I, I do like a mile just to get some exercise. Yeah. Get some energy going. So who is your favorite basketball team? I I don't really watch, like I don't really watch football or basketball. Like I, like, like I, I might catch the finals or like the championship, <laughs> uh-huh. but I don't really watch sports like, like I used to. Okay. Okay. I got out. Of, I got out of watching TV like when I went to. Um, it was I was in NJROTC and like we couldn't watch TV, so like I kind of got out of TV. Like it helped me like unplug. Yeah. Not watching TV. Sometimes I watch it though. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't have cable or anything. I, but everyone has their phone, so you can find everything on there and yeah i'd rather like go on youtube yeah i you know i go watch the highlights and stuff but i've always been a Suns fan and they haven't done super great last oh when kobe was playing i was i was loving the lakers when he was i was loving uh kobe in particular because he he was just good inspiration that was a fun time, I think. That yeah, I mean that around that time, it's when uh, Steve Nash was on the Suns team, and it, it just seemed to be, you know, good competition back then. Yeah, so many different players like uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
Steve Francis. They had all kind of people in the league, like uh, Vince Carter. This is like before, like like LeBron James had just got in, like what two thousand four. Yeah. But I was I was really into basketball. Like uh, I watched like and one videotapes and Ooh, play like Streets Bomb Two or NBA Ballers uh -huh. on uh, PlayStation. I guess that was PlayStation Two or Three. I think it was Two, and then they had the Xbox Three Sixty. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch those and one. Yeah, I'll be jocking all their moves, like like copying <laughs> it, like learning from them. Yeah. Like their styles and stuff. It's just like music. Yeah, the rhythm was so good. You know, people on the court, the way they move, it was like dancing. It was pretty cool. I compare it to like when I was in college, like, like I learned from other people, like like being on campus, like I learned, like it's better than like online, uh, I think. But uh, being on campus, you learn, you learn from different, you learn different things from different people, different habits and stuff. Like same thing with basketball, you you learn the different styles and stuff. You copy it and like you get better and stuff. You have different techniques and stuff. Yeah, that's how I look at it. What else you want to talk about? Well, um, why do you have any questions for me? Oh. <laughs> How do you get better with flow in music? With flow, hmm. Well, you know, stand on beat. Well, um, you know, growing up. I was in choirs and the choirs that I was in in high school, they were like show choirs. So we danced and we sang. So we really had to learn how to move uh, and land on certain beats. And that really helps you lock into the groove of the song. So just move into it? Move into it. It, it really helps. Um, but also okay. I like to practice with a click track that seems to help a lot. Um, it helps more when you're not playing to the click track, like, like pra practicing to it makes you have like a tighter groove when you're not playing to the click. Like track. singing to the metronome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even being off on it. Um, I I mean playing to it. I mean even if you're a little bit off, it helps you. It helps you okay. to be more uh, in a in a tight groove when you What's the goal? aren't using it. The, What's the goal? Like you on the fourth beat, you try to say something before. Well, I, I mean it's different for every song. So I mean, you have to recognize what the song requires. Okay. I'd say, and then try to lock into that. And you can actually, you know, set up a metronome for that certain beat. You can have the accent on different beats in a measure to help you lock into that specific groove. That's how. So I you can give me an example. Um. So 
Hmm. I you guess. Snap your fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah. if you were going to do, like, a. Uh, just a straight 4-4 four, four beat. Like, 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. The accent's usually on the 1. So you. Wait, what's on the 1? The accent. So it's okay. the the beat that is more exaggerated, and if you recognize that that's the that's the place where the accent is, that's the the beat you're gonna be listening for. Okay, and like when I when I write, so like it's usually like a bar is like usually four to six words. Mm-hmm. But like when I finish that little sentence before the before the four bar comes on, like am I supposed to like like say it before the four bar? I guess it. I guess I would need a an example. Okay. My name is Paul. I like to ball. Okay. I will never fall. And you know I'm smooth like motor all. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People talking about vape. They're talking about the call. Yeah, I could hear that. Um, they be biting my lyrics. They be like Jaws. So it sounds like you're... Um, you're going... One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So your accent would be on the one and the three. Um, in that stanza, I would say. So if you just lock uh, the the key words onto that one and three, then you'll be able to finish okay. your lyric up at the end of the measure, if that makes sense. Okay. That's that's Thank what you. I would say. I don't know. <laughs> it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm not a rapper, but I'm I'm a singer, so that's how I would go. So about I have it, I, I have guess. space, like so. It probably be better if I don't have too much words, like a whole bunch of words, like like in a bar. Mm-hmm. So it can be like on that one and three. Yeah, you could be like one and two and one and two and and then. You know, at the on the last one, you can split it up into, you know, instead of half notes, you could do quarter notes. Da 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 da. You know, if you're putting more words into it. Okay. Or more syllables, I should say. I'm not a fast rapper, but I mean, I, I I'm like the medium uh, speed. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole I don't know. I think that um, as far as rapping goes, I would rather hear someone who can rap on the beat, you know, and and make it sound like everything fits and it's real clean and stuff. Then you know, throw in a bunch of words and then it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, fit. I understand. Yeah. Like just like the structure is just off and like it's just too many words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta let it breathe. You gotta like 
cut down on some of the words sometimes. Like I've I've learned that. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. I just I jam pack the uh, with the bars. Yeah, and that's when you bring out your thesaurus, and you're like, okay, <laughs> this word has too many syllables. How do I cut this down? I've had to do that before. So what else? That's what I want to uh, talk about. Cool. Let's talk about R's and chakras. R's and, and I, chakras. And how it's connected to everything. Because, I mean, I'm like into energetics. Okay. So, I mean, I am not super... Um, knowledgeable about that but I did I, I know a little bit because I I do meditate and I have done yoga and I used to work for a uh, a gift store that was like a metaphysical store and um, we did work a little bit with that so I but I did do like uh, gemstones and things like that that are supposed okay. to help you balance your energy in ways Mhm. I never really got in. I never really got into it. Like uh, they had like a uh, like in in our class they was talking about it, but I showed up late and like I missed out on it. Oh. Well, there's. I mean, there's stuff that has to do with sound that helps your uh, balance your chakra too. Like oh yeah, like I, tuning forks. Yeah, tuning forks, and um, <laughs> we used to have the the singing bowls. Yeah, singing bowls. Yeah, those were cool. I'd say crystal bowls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had the big crystal ones, and then they had like little metal carts. ones, and yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're made out of carts, huh? Yeah, I think so. The ones that we had seemed to be, but I used to love doing those. You can, I mean, it's it's weird because people spend all this money on huge stereo systems with big bass and if you sit there with this little bowl and you move the mallet around it just right it pulsates with such power that you can feel it the way you yeah. would if you were standing in front of a subwoofer <laughs> <laughs> i always thought that was really cool Yeah, it just it does something like it it's it's healing and like you can feel the sound. You can not only hear it, but your body reacts to it, and it it's good for the body. Mm -hmm. I agree. I always wanted to. I haven't like used one before. Yeah, I have one, and um, I've always wanted to use it to record with to see if I could record a song that would help. Uh, people relax, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm like, like you. Like I feel like I'm afraid to do that because it's too much responsibility. You know. I mean, <laughs> like, what uh, if it's uh, off? You, can you make my narrow beats. <laughs> my narrow beats. Uh, you can put it into your uh in your instrumentals. Mm -hmm. You can make like peaceful sounds, or it can be activated or common. But I mean, it can be also healing. Like there's theta. Beta, there's uh, delta, right? There's gamma, there's different 
brain waves you, you can like entrain it into the music and it can put people in a different state of mind like trance yeah. it can be a it can be alerting it can be like drink like put them make them want to sleep or something mm-hmm. there's different things about uh music a lot of people haven't tapped into yet yeah i that would be really cool to learn i think i know that for a brief time in high school i wanted to be a music therapist and it was it was very like frowned upon so i never i never actually considered it but i thought that that would be really cool like really rewarding you know thing to Sometimes do. you gotta do the extraordinary like like you don't have to dumb it down for other people like just because that's their frequency like you're at another frequency so like right. you can take it up a notch if you want you know you don't have to be at what's trending you can like change the game Mm-hmm. yeah and you know when i was younger and in high school and trying to figure things out you know i didn't realize that then you know now that now that i'm in my 30s uh i'm like realizing all of these things i should have been doing you know when i was I, i'm the young. same on the same yeah but the chakras i mean we have like uh it's like so many chakras in the body but like there's seven main chakras um there's base the uh that's the uh, root chakra. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like, uh, it was like different areas of it. Like they say it's like the, the, the sacred, like the, the, um, the pelvis region, but it's actually like, I think it's like in between like the legs, the uh, root chakra. And oh. when we're born with the uh, root chakra, like it's, it represents community and survival and its color is red and, any all the colors of of the uh of the chakras like it's um you can eat something like there's exercises you can do and there's foods you can eat like you, you can eat a um the certain color of the um of the chakra oh weird so if you eat something yeah, like red apples, it'll you, help like apples you would eat for the uh or oranges for the um the sacral the sacral is orange and that's like they say it's below the it says below the uh, navel. You could say you could say that are the are the pelvis region. Mm-hmm. Uh, it represents like finance, huh. uh, relationships, and and sex. And the solar plexus is like the stomach region, or you could say below the sternum. Uh-huh. And it is yellow. I mean, sometimes some people can see colors. Like, I mean, I had a right. I had like a resident. Um, it was like a resident aura feel. Like I guess I was vibrating the same, and I seen like an aura. Like I, this was like after like energetic class, like something about energetics, and like I was like, I was I was in the car, and I could see like the car that was in that was uh that was uh coming towards us. Like I could see the aura of I could see the aura of of that uh of that driver. Hmm. But uh. Well, I you definitely... can read energy. You can see energy. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I definitely don't eat enough oranges. I think <laughs> anything orange, anything that's like fruits or vegetables, and I yeah. mean it's really good. Uh, yeah, the the uh, solar plexus is like 
below the sternum, like above the navel, is like in the the stomach area, uh, the solar plexus. So um, it represents power. Uh, you could say power tower, or um, emotions, or ego. Mm-hmm. And the heart chakra is like in the middle of the chest. It's like in the middle, and it's like next to the heart, but it's uh, it's the heart region, and the heart chakra is um, is green, and. It represents love, forgiveness, and and compassion. The throat chakra is in the middle of the neck. The throat chakra is um, and there's different like endocrine systems like uh like the thyroid and like the different um organs and stuff represents it uh it it goes with it and the endocrine system. Mm-hmm. But also um the throat chakra is blue. And it represents expression and communication, oh. obviously, because yeah. uh, you, you use that to we use our, our throat chakra to uh, talk and stuff and get things across. And it, these 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 chakras can be imbalanced or they can be balanced. So it's good to they can also be over um, over um, I forgot the word for it uh, overbalanced or something. <laughs> Overbalance, uh, like I don't know how to say it. Huh. Uh, over, <laughs> like overabundant, like too much. Like yeah, too much. Like okay, it could be like too much um in that area of the sh- of the, that chakra. Oh, so what like depletes your chakras? Uh, what I, are I, some I, things I, to stay away from? There's there's two more chakras I want to uh, but I, I'll tell you. Oh, okay, um, go ahead. Okay, uh, the uh, third eye or the brow chakra is, um, it stands for universal awareness and um, intuition. The crown chakra is at the top of the head. Uh, it's like white or violet. Um, well, you could say white, um, like this white light. But uh, it's a crown chakra. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it represents bliss, inner peace, and inner light. Uh, your connection with God. Um, but um, the heart is the gateway to the uh, physical and the spiritual chakras. The the physical and the spiritual bodies. Um, there's different bodies, like in the R field. Like, so you got chakras, right? Mm-hmm. You got the chakras that's like in the body. like But the aura is like, like the, like on the outside of the body, it's like we're Easter egg, but like we have like different um, R like our R fill. Everybody has an R fill. Planets have R fills. Uh, trees have R's. Uh, the ocean has a lot of energy. The the sun has a lot of energy, right? Right. But uh, we have energy ourselves. Like everything is energy. Everything is a frequency. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. There's um there's bad energy, there's good energy. Uh I'm like I'm good with my hands because like I went to like I went to a college for massage therapy and like this lady she told me uh one time she said like she could see like that I have a lot of energy in my hands. Huh. 
Interesting. So, but I mean, you can like if you go for a walk or if you go for like a jog, you have more energy. It brightens your aura. Like mm-hmm. you feel better and stuff. You read some journals. I mean, you have a lot of energy. Like just from reading journals. Like if you write a lot, you read it. You're connected to a lot of stuff. That might help with universal awareness. Um, on the on the crown chakra, I'll say uh, just having like faith and stuff and like in something like a belief system, like just keeping the peace and stuff. And um, the throat chakra, uh, well, also the mind chakra, you can get like, I mean, like meditation and counseling that helps. Um, the the uh, throat chakra, I mean, singing, humming, uh, just communicating and just talking and generally and, you know, writing and stuff. Right. Uh, the heart chakra, I mean, just opening up, being around people, like good people, not just anybody, like bad people, but uh, just embracing them. And, I mean, I did that one time. I was in church. I was just embracing people. Like, I was there with them, just embracing the energy that's in the room. And, like, I felt like my heart was connected to everybody in there. Like, it just, like, I felt bright. Like, I felt like a bright uh, person that day, like a bright light. Mm-hmm. But um, also the uh, the solar plexus, that's exercise for each of them. Um, you can, like, research the exercises. There's, like, different exercises. Uh, but the solar plexus, um, what I was going to say, it's just got to be balanced. It's supposed to be balanced. Um they say like you can do like the um the boat post and yoga for that. Um huh. the the sacral just you know, bettering your relationship your relationships, bettering your um like doing pelvic thrusts and stuff. Um bettering finances, bettering your relationships and you know and also, I mean, like with sexuality, like you have like sexual energy and you have creative energy. It's like the same thing. So you want to use your energy wisely. Like when you're creating stuff like music, you want you don't want to use up all your energy, like stuff like that. Huh. Okay. And the ground, the uh, the base chakra, the root chakra. I mean, it's just being with community and uh, survival, practicing survival skills and stuff, and being in your community are just you can write these things down. Like, like you can do like, like me. Sometimes I got like a technique where um, I got so many different techniques, but uh, you can like pray, say like 45 minutes. So you get in the zone, then you do like, uh, you can do a chakra scan or how you feel. Like you can like meditate on the chakras, like just rub your hands together and like you just scan your body, like where it feels heated, where like what's going on in that area like when it comes to community or when it comes to relationships you can like meditate on that and like you can feel like what's going because everything that's in us is connected to everything in the universe and so like you can do like a chakra scan and also like while you're praying you can do like um a prayer log like what you got out of that prayer and you can write it down in a prayer log like you can write what you got out of that prayer and then you can write down you can do like a chakra man on the paper. Um, you can do like a chakra man with the chakra. Like you can draw a person 
with the chakras and that's that's like you and like you can you can like list something like almost like charting like how uh medical professionals do it right like, they do a right. chart. like but you can do like with the chakras next to it like like community you can put like i don't know uh um go to church or like i need to be in this area of my life more more so or like um i want to um like i want to read books or something like that or get better in this area like it's how you want to improve it and how you want to get it balanced mm-hmm. so you can like whatever you meditated on about like in this area of my finances like i want to like do this tomorrow i want to get this done stuff like that I think that's really cool because I think, you know, a lot of people practice meditation and prayer and, um, you know, things like that, but they don't really take inventory of what that gave them. Yeah. And then uh, so that they can, uh, they just connected to SARS, but they forgot what they forgot what SARS said. They just connected to SARS, but they forgot what SARS said. Mm-hmm. So they, it's kind of lost. Like if you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. That's what we learned in college. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, what what was your question again about um like what depletes our energy? Yeah. Like what do you what should you stay away from? I guess you you gotta stay away from like vultures. Like you gotta stay away from people that's like energy vampires. Like yeah. some people they like even the media like like online it's always memes oh, and yeah. stuff it's like like if you put yourself out there you got to be ready to face like the energy that comes with it like if you put yourself like you put yourself like in social media like you do like say if somebody posts something and you're going to get all this attention and like it's just going to come back at you but um you got to stay away from people that like drains your energy but also it's like some things we can't, we have no control over. Right. But I mean, you can, you can like manage your energy. Like you, you get it every day. Energy will come and go. But I mean, you got to keep your health right and stuff. Right. So the influence isn't so great when it is a negative influence. Yeah. That's I mean, it. there's like some entities out there. I mean, it's just, it's like the energy is just so strong. Like, but, you can you can start by just going on the right path every day, mm-hmm. like and strengthening, strengthening your yeah. energy. Yeah, you gotta stuff preserve your energy. Mm-hmm. Who do you give it to? Who? What you're doing with your time every day in life? Yeah, I always think like you know they say even in science that energy is just passed on it's it doesn't go away you know it's passed yeah, so off some people can drain it all in one day so you got it's just like money you don't want to spend it all right exactly so you you want to think about what you're uh, using your energy on you want to overexert yeah. yourself mm-hmm. and then uh uh i forgot what i was gonna say It probably come back to me though. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was something good though <laughs> yeah we're on we're on a roll um talking about i guess how to stay away or how to keep okay. negative influence I, from affecting it came your back energy. to me i'm i'm good with like <laughs> like like losing my train of thought then then going back to like getting back on track well that's so, uh, that's why we have editing tools you know you just cut that part <laughs> cut out that <laughs> that dead space <laughs> oh it's all good but uh like life in life like the whole thing is just a science project mm -hmm. so you you're doing your best like in the end it's gonna be a, you're gonna be graded on your tests on your science project so that's how you gotta look at it yeah, I always think I want to look back at my life and be able to tell myself that I, I, I did, you know, make the right decisions or I'm, that I'm happy with the, the things I put my, uh, energy into, you know? So, I mean, that's one thing you got to keep in mind, I think, day to day, because you could be affecting uh, how you feel and your own health if you're not careful. But you, uh, I was reading about in the sound healing book, like you focus on the, uh, on those good, uh, emotions. Mm -hmm. Like you can replace like every day you can switch to a, um, a good emotion, like gratitude, being thankful or, um, happiness, joy, uh, humility, stuff like that. Like, just going to those emotions like we will sometimes we will be sad but sad is not a bad thing it's just like uh when we feel down and depressed like those negative emotions like but uh joy like you, you focus on that like it's gonna like it's it's contagious like to mm -hmm. be in in that in that uh state of mind yeah that's true and then if you get used to feeling bad it'll become an automatic thing. So I think that, you know, teaching yourself to be conscious of positive thinking really helps that I mean, become we, we will a have better feelings. thing. Uh, we will have feelings like we got, like, that's something else I want to uh, say about uh, the different bodies that we have. Like, we have a physical body, we have an emotional body, mm -hmm. we have a mental body, and we have a, a spiritual body. And okay. it's like seven different bodies that we have, but we can tap into it, like the emotional body, like how we're doing emotionally and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really real. Like we have a spiritual body, like, and we can we can all feel that. But uh, that's just something I want to add. Like, I think it's worth noting for sure that you have to understand where you're navigating. I made a, a video on YouTube. I, I had it on Facebook first, I think, mm -hmm. but it's called compass mindset. Like just having that right mindset. Uh, your mindset is your compass. Right. Yeah. Your compass is your mindset. That makes sense. I mean, it's going to guide you to uh, different things in life. You know, a lot of people 
if they have a good mindset, it seems like they get more joy out of life or things seem to turn out okay for them. It's, it is really important. Yeah, even, even when like bad things, like disaster happens, like they pick back up. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about on today's, uh, discussion? Uh, we talked about sound. We talked about many things. Like we talked about, uh, the aura and the chakras. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, let's talk about everything. Let's just get some stuff out of the way. Like let's talk about everything, like society, talk about outer space or something. We can if definitely go into all that stuff. I think we're, we're at an hour now. It's getting yeah. kind of late. Let's do another call for the next segment. Okay. Since we're going to switch uh, subjects. Okay. I was saying we could have just used like 10 minutes and like just talked about like outer space. <laughs> outer space. So, well, what I, what I'll say is like, I, you know, I took astronomy in college and I, I, I love learning about outer space. Um, I am a sci-fi nerd and I'm always, uh, trying to figure out like different theories about how the universe works, yeah. um, to explain, you know, what we have seen as far as, uh, when we look up in the sky, you know? So I, I love learning about outer space and I've been on a weird kick lately um, with sci-fi books and movies. Yeah. And even like I, I'm reading this book that a guy in Denver wrote about the 70s the 1970s when people were really into science and science fiction and how it affected music in that time. Like there's different instruments that People started experimenting with different writing styles. Um, yeah. It's really cool to see how the the outer space trend kind of affected everything. And now people have a lot of interest in what's going on outside of our world. I was reading about Uranus. Like... It rains nano diamonds, like when the weather's a certain way, like it rains nano diamonds. It was it was hit on the stomach, so like it's like the only planet that's like lopsided, like upside, like it's like it's like positioned a certain way. I, I guess a meteor hit it or something before, uh -huh. and, it, and it turned like that. And but it it also has like a smell to it because like they sent something, like they sent like some type of technology there, like to take pictures of it, and it came back, and I mean it was smelling like rock rotten eggs and stuff oh wow weird and like they have this barger like they sent to the um to the sun like they they got a they got like some i think it's a barger they sent and it's on the sun and then they sent something else like uh it's out in uh intergalactic space so it's out of our galaxy so it's just traveling out there wow and it, i 
I thought it was interesting, like um, just reading about that. It was online, and uh, I think like uh, the government has like uh, a lot of secrets. I mean, they could trust us with some things. I mean, it's just they good with keeping secrets. I think they could trust us if they trust us enough to go to school and learn some of the stuff that they teach us. Then mm-hmm. I think they can trust us more. But it, I guess on a global scale, you can't tell everybody everything. Yeah. I, so do you think that they're hiding things uh, about, like, aliens? I think they're hiding vital stuff, but they just can't tell us because they're, I mean, they're so broken. They can't, they can't open up and communicate to us. Right. I, I think, like, everything is, like, in the, um, the, the past, the present, and the future is in the now. I mean, we're just connected. We we look at everything in a 3D, and I think it should be like the Jetsons. Like, but I mean, everything costs money. Right. Mm-hmm. The way we're connected, and we can see things different. It can look different. I mean, we just see things with visually, like it's like a visual, like with how we see things. Like we see it with our sensors, with our with our um, with our sensory, but. I, th- I think things are deeper than what it is and what meets the eye. And I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely have, you know, the veil pulled over our eyes in some aspects. And it's it's really hard to, you know, take that information that is given to you through filters and put it all together. Yeah, there's a lot to learn while we're on the planet, but I mean, maybe we all can evolve, and I don't know. That's the hope you'd you'd hope. I mean, we got this far, um, yeah, through some type of evolution, and you know, on the I, timeline of history, right? And it, you'd think that we would continue uh, getting we, better and better at um, creating our own progress, you know. I think it's going to be some new trends and stuff, but I mean, we should, we should stop dumbing things down and like just really test ourselves like with the imagination and, and intellectually, like Mm -hmm. we should give a, a a challenge, welcome a challenge. I agree. I definitely agree. I think that there's, it's really strange to me that we value um, people and we measure worth according to, you know, really arbitrary things like, uh, you know, how someone looks or how much money they have or something like that. When really the, the most important thing should be learning more and, um, you know, experiencing more and trying to press the, the boundaries of creativity so that we can, you know, progress into the future. And, you know, the next generation will have an even better, uh, wider uh, world to live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and we got to treat the planet better than what we're treating it. Right. Because I mean, look at Australia and the Philippines. They just had a they had a typhoon, they had earthquakes, they had a, a volcano. Like the ashes was in the air and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not on a power elastic, um, like like just flowing for months and stuff. But it it has the potential to do that. Like uh, tell. Tau um, volcano. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff um, that the Earth is going through that's kind of giving us... Science. I don't know. Yeah, signs, hints that we need to be paying attention to how we treat our planet. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's like, when, like when we get sick, like we go to the doctor, like we got to treat it like that. Like mm-hmm. we see the signs, like if they're like, if my hand turned yellow, I'm gonna go to the doctor. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of symptoms that are being ignored, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but this was, it was a good podcast. Like, I appreciate it. Like this was like, I mean, this was wonderful. Yeah. I think it turned out well. We talked about a lot of stuff and, you know, it wasn't even that long. Like, I feel like we talked about more in a we're uh, in an hour's time than I've uh, been able to do in other podcasts. So I think it turned out well. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, thank you for doing this interview with me. Um, why don't you tell my listeners where they can find more information about your book and your podcast and uh, and your music if you'd like but uh let me get the book uh real quick okay so i got the information in there like my links and stuff okay Well, you can find me on uh, YouTube, MC Nook, MC space Nook, M-N-O-O-K. And, like, all my stuff is, like, on YouTube. Like, once you type in MC Nook on YouTube, you can, like, there's links on there. You can, like, find me, like, whether that's uh, on Anchor. Um, Anchor is uh, MC Nook. And it's about uh, music talk, healing, and life. Mm-hmm. Trying to look for the uh, put my other stuff on there. But yeah, uh, the book the book is called uh, by Paul J. Miller, MC Nook, The Formula: My Life in Hip Hop, and it's on Amazon. You can find that on there, and it's like. almost a 200 page book but i mean it's so much information in there like i mean of course i've evolved from since then but i mean my whole life is in there like in my lyrics all my lyrics is in there from my songs and i mean it'll open up your mind that's really cool so it sounds like it's not just um it's not just about how to rap or what rap means to you it it also has your lyrics so that's like a an yeah. even uh deeper meaning there deeper connection with the reader that's really cool yeah and my life is my life story is in there as well oh awesome lyrics life story and about rapping and i'm on instagram paul james miller seven at g at no uh 
Yeah. Paul James Miller, seven. Okay, great. Um, well, if you are interested in finding me anywhere, I have a website, andreaflanaganmusic.com. I'm also on YouTube under Andrea Flanagan Rocks, and you can find my Facebook and Instagram page under Andrea Flanagan Music. And from there, you can probably find my other pages uh, for my podcast and I also do like a travel uh page because I like to travel and um yeah I those those are most of the places you can find me I, I do have my podcast on a internet radio station called bandwagon network radio and if you want to contact me directly my email is andrew flanagan music at gmail.com it's great and the music is good. Like y'all should check it out. Like on YouTube. Like it's really good. Thank you. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Paul. I want to add something. A shocker can be balance, imbalance, or overactive. And also, I said intergalactic space. I meant interstellar space. That the Voyager is out of our Milky Way solar system. The root chakra that i mentioned we gotta stay grounded and connected to the earth just like trees have roots we also need to be out with nature more drink drinking water eating healthy and exercising is just as vital thank you Also, the third eye chakra, brow chakra, is indigo, purple. And that's all I want to add.